A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the hatchery. Episode 13 The Seduction Iris made sure to pull out all the stops as she prepared herself for her mission. She glued on her longest set of false eyelashes, lined her large almond eyes with black wings, enhanced her baby doll lips with fuchsia lip gloss, and brushed her long black hair until it fell down her back like a silk curtain. She rummaged through her lingerie drawer, looking for that scandalous teddy an old boyfriend gave her a while ago. It still had the tags attached and smelled fresh and new. Iris examined herself in the bathroom mirror and clucked with approval at the siren that stared back at her. I look good. Poor Daniel. She walked unashamed of her scandalous attire toward the front door of the exotic storm and selected one of several orange jumpsuits hanging on hooks on the wall, pulling it over her teddy, then worked her dainty feet into a pair of utility boots she kept in a basket in the entry. She glanced over her shoulder. Georgia, are you ready? She yelled impatiently. It's time to go. Georgia popped her head out of their shared bedroom. She was already dressed in her jumpsuit. I'm ready, she whispered. The two women walked quietly but quickly down the path to the reproduction center. Iris had a look of quiet determination. Georgia was quietly hyperventilating. Neither spoke until they reached the threshold of the center's security door. Wait here, Iris ordered, pointing to the tall hedge that lined the building's exterior, then turned to Georgia to review the plan one last time. Wait, exactly 30 minutes, she whispered. Then come in. Go straight to the hatchery. Don't look around. Don't make a sound. Just go straight in there like a ghost. Find your embryo, switch it quickly, then walk out. I'll keep Daniel busy, but you gotta be quick and very quiet, okay? Georgia sucked in her breath. Okay. Iris pressed her thumb to the scanner next to the RC security door. Here we go, she murmured to herself. No turning back. No failure. The door swung open, and Iris quickly shoved her lip gloss case between the hinge and the door casing. As the metal door closed behind her, it stopped just short of the striker plate. It held steady, and the door appeared shut but wasn't locked. So far, so good. Georgia squatted behind the hedge, trying to make herself invisible while she waited for the obligatory 30 minutes to pass. 
Daniel the RT was sitting at the reception desk that was little more than a curved metal table and laptop. He looked up as Iris sauntered toward him. He was surprised that she was looking directly at him and smiling. She rarely acknowledged him during her appointments. Most of the time, she just walked right past him like he was a potted plant. Hi, Danny. Iris slowly walked toward his desk, pretending to look confused. Are you all alone? Where's Rudolph? Am I too early? Didn't you get the notice? Rudolph isn't coming in today. He's sick. He looked down at his laptop, typing furiously. You can go back to your dorm, Iris. See you in a month. Iris bit the bottom of her lip, took a deep breath, and moved closer toward Daniel until she was hovering over him. Oh, that's too bad. Poor Rudolph. What a shame. I was so ready, you know? Daniel looked up momentarily. Sure, right. You're ovulating. You know why they made me a breeder, Danny? You're an exotic. It's pretty obvious. Yes, I'm an exotic, but I really like sex. I'm really good at it, too. I know how to squeeze every last drop out of a man. It's so sad I can't get any sex today. I'm so ready. So wet. She stroked Daniel's bald spot in a slow circular motion. He looked up from his laptop, his face turning red. You know, meeting with Rudolph is so boring. It's like a boring job. I have to think of you to orgasm, Danny. Iris pushed his wheeled office chair back and expertly worked herself onto his lap. Daniel held onto the sides of his chair in desperation. You shouldn't be here. You, you need to leave. So soon? But I haven't orgasmed yet. That's not fair, Danny. She unzipped her jumpsuit, revealing the silhouette of her pointing nipples pushing against the red silk of the teddy. Can you help me, Danny? Will you help me have an orgasm? I'm so horny. Iris opened her legs just slightly and adjusted herself on his lap until she found her target. She leaned into his face, whispering into his ear, No one will know. Then she gently bit his earlobe before pulling away. I, I, I don't think... Uh, uh, some, someone might see us. It's just us here, Danny. But you know... We can hide. She pointed to the hatchery door. We can go in there. He looked over his shoulder in the direction she was pointing. The hatchery? That's a high security zone. Yes, so secret. It's perfect. Take me in there. Iris leaned back in and gently flicked her tongue around his ear. No one will find us in there, Danny. She sneaked a glance at the digital clock on the wall. Fifteen minutes had passed. She would have to work fast. 
She leaned back, pulled down on the top of her teddy, then reached down to grab the hard protrusion pushing up from his groin. Let's go now. I'm so hot for you. Iris had worked her seductive magic, and within seconds, Daniel was fumbling with the code to the hatchery door, with Iris draped under him, dragging her inside. He started to lay her down near the door, but she wouldn't let go. Not here. Take me in the back. In case somebody comes in, we'll have time to get away. Good thinking, he gasped, as he stumbled with his beautiful appendage between two aisles to the far end of the hatchery. They were surrounded by large glass cylinders, each occupied by a tiny floating aquanaut swimming aimlessly through thick liquid. These were third trimester fetuses. Georgia watched the time until exactly 30 minutes had passed. She slipped into the RC, edging herself against the wall. No one was there, and she could see the door of the hatchery was wide open. Damn, she whispered to herself, she's good. She quickly slipped through the hatchery door, and taking one last breath, got down on her hands and knees and crawled between the aisles. Oh, yes! Don't stop! cried Iris in feigned ecstasy from the farthest corner of the hatchery. Daniel was duly occupied, but Iris had warned Georgia he probably wouldn't last long. Georgia stood up and carefully inspected the labels on each pint-sized cylinder until she found the one labeled 76B-87, representing the offspring of her counterfeit pairing with Samuel, her baby with Franklin. She carefully pulled the cylinder off the shelf and walked to the next aisle, where the cylinders were the same size but stored separately after having passed inspection. She selected a cylinder labeled 55A-87 and pulled it off the shelf, positioning hers in its place. The embryo she moved was one of Samuel's pairings with another egg donor. All of his offspring were labeled with his number, 87. She carried that cylinder back to the empty spot where her embryo was supposed to be. She hoped Tiffany and the other RTs wouldn't notice the switch. Yes! Yes! I'm coming! That was Iris's prearranged signal that Daniel was almost finished. Georgia silently slipped through the hatchery door, across the RC, and out of the building, finally buckling over and letting out a desperate gasp while looking down the path to see if anyone was around. She saw no one, but was careful to assume a casual air and walk slowly back to her dorm like any other egg donor on her way back from her shift. All the while, she muttered, 55A-87, 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 embedding the identifying label in her memory. Her baby was safe, at least for now. Georgia was a bundle of nerves waiting for Iris to get back from the RC. She couldn't relax until she knew Iris was safe and could confirm that their plan had gone off without a hitch. Finally, over an hour later, Iris came through the door. She looked exhausted. Her black hair was a mangled mess, and she moved uncharacteristically slowly down the hall to their shared bedroom. Whoa, you've been gone a while. I was getting worried. 
No shit! Iris exhaled. I had no idea that nerdy guy could go so long. She deadpanned. He was impressive. First time and all. Then she let out her rapid-fire laugh. <laughs> you owe me big time. He wore me out. <laughs> Georgia rubbed Iris's back. I'm sorry. Thank you, Iris. You gonna be okay? Oh, yeah, I'll be fine, she smiled again. You should have seen his heart on. It was amazing. I might have to date him. <laughs> You're so gross, Georgia wailed, and they both laughed hysterically at the thought of Iris and nerdy Daniel as a couple. Just stop. I won't let you. Just, ew. <laughs>